After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review. Make sure you listen to our podcast on SoundCloud. WXUT's After Further Review is the name of the game. Also on iTunes as well as we have it just under After Further Review. Man, it has been a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Two great uh, conference finals with uh, Cleveland and Boston and Golden State in Houston. And then Cleveland and Golden State advanced. And then on Thursday night, probably had one of the most epic NBA final game ones of almost all times. Uh, epic failure from the refs, epic failure from certain players, and just epic dramatically. And then on the phone line right now, we have Darren Cone, the coach. Welcome, Darren, man. What's up, man? Always on the yes, travel, <laughs> always on the go. Thanks for having me, my man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, to... I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. Memorial Day was great. Those finals, Eastern and Western Conference finals were awesome. And, man, game one, what an opportunity for Cleveland missed to go steal one on the road as as, as drastic underdogs in this NBA final series. Yeah, everyone, the, the spread was 12, which is probably one of the biggest spreads since actually 2007 when LeBron was in Cleveland against the Spurs. And after the end of the first quarter, I believe, the game was actually tied. So Cleveland was going back and forth with them. And uh, then I believe, uh, then actually, no, excuse me, Cleveland was up 30-29. to 29, And then in the second quarter, the game was tied, which was by a blunder from J.R. Smith, who tried to overplay the play, tried to go for the steal. And uh, Stephen Curry hit a long three. And then in the third quarter, usually the um, – finals or excuse me the Warriors quarter they actually hung with them and then the Cavaliers outscored them in the fourth quarter but the last three minutes of the game is what everyone is talking about George Hill can't make a free throw G.R. Smith gets the rebound I guess he doesn't know the game situation not to mention also the Cavs had a lot of momentum LeBron supposedly took a charge was called a charge got reversed a rare rule in the rule book that was changed two years ago that was actually used just straight craziness your thoughts just first off on the game itself because there's people that are mad and there's people that think the NBA's fixed man I, I'll tell you what you know you, you you provided a great summary and you know what a what a roller coaster of uh, of, of um, emotion during that game I mean you know, Cleveland is a huge underdogs. They come in and they and they really battled. Well, first off, we didn't even know if Kevin Love was going to play. You know, past per, uh, concussion protocol, was able to play play pretty well. You know, had, was the second leading scorer and had a nice game. But man, LeBron just strapped his Superman cape on 
and and went to work you know at his age you know we, we forget um you know the, the that you know he isn't a young pup anymore and he's been playing right there in the top five guys in the league in terms of minutes per night uh, both in the regular season and in the playoffs you know coach Lou he doesn't do him any favors by by by, by resting them and I, I think LeBron really stepped up this year and he tried to prove a point to all the Jordan versus LeBron comparison you know folks that hey I don't need to have rest games I'm going to play the entire season he played all 82 stayed healthy and he's played the entire um, playoffs thus far but man when you, he just went out and had a 50 ball and I know that was with you know with overtime but um, Cle- Cleveland played really well. They got off to a good start. They withstood uh, Golden State's runs, which you know Golden State's as spurty as any team uh, maybe ever, you know, because they can score a lot of points very quickly. And they withstood those runs and, and really and truly had a chance to win the game in the final seconds. Uh, and in my opinion, won the game. I'm not quite sure uh, all what happened. You know, the, the, the basketball gods reached down and, and kind of snatched that one from them. But you know, I watch hundreds of games a year, Derek, um, uh, and probably well into the hundreds of games. And I can't recall ever in my life at any level a charge call being overturned, um, and especially in the final minute of a game. You know, LeBron, uh, he got criticized a lot during the regular season for not playing defense many times, and oftentimes he doesn't. But when it was on the line and he'd already scored 46 or 48 points or whatever it was, and he runs down and makes the game-winning charge, which was called a charge. You know, whether the call is right or wrong, you know, I have my own opinion on that, uh, whether it was the right call or not, but it was called, and it was called in favor of the best player in the NBA um, in the NBA Finals. For that to be overturned, I thought was a bit deflating, but that still didn't do the Cavs in. You know, and and I've, uh, you know, free throws oftentimes are, are, are the difference in a game. Um but there's no person on the floor more important to take free throws than the point guard. And any point guard that's worth their salt and ever won a championship um, or ever, you know, been highly touted, you don't miss free throws in the final minute of the game. And George Hill did that. Uh, you know, he split the pair, missing the second half of, of his two shots, um, which would ice the game. Uh, and I recall a couple years ago in Indiana, he missed both free throws in the, in the playoffs. Um, and cost his team a game. Um, so I don't know if that was looming in the back of his mind. But, you know, the, then even that didn't do the Cavs in. You know, Kevin Durant did a very, very poor job of blocking out. Uh, J.R. Smith, who's, you know, six, seven inches shorter, goes up and gets the offensive rebound. And for a guy making $13 million a year in the NBA Finals to not know if you're winning or losing or what the score is, you know, oftentimes coaches talk about time and score, and maybe fans don't understand that, but time and score for a basketball player down the stretch is the most important thing that you need to know. And for him to go get the offensive rebound and then, uh, you know, really have a chance for a layup, but probably an uncontested layup, and just be so absent-minded to go dribble out the clock. I mean, you could just see it on LeBron's face. And, you know, I'm not a, a, a big-time LeBron guy. I respect him in, in what he does. But last night, I just felt sorry for him because I'm like, the guy's doing everything and anything he can to go steal this first game on the road and potentially make it a C- series. And it's just one shot in the foot after another that was pretty much out of his control. LeBron did his job. He couldn't be criticized yesterday. 
Uh, but if I was D.R. Smith, I don't know if I'd be walking around downtown Cleveland. I mean, just, just, just a rough ending to the game and just too many things that compiled on top of each other. And when they went into overtime, it was just a wrap because too many emotional hits. The fans knew in Golden State and Arco Arena, they knew that they were given a gift. They knew they should have lost that game. And at that point, you know, Golden State just ran away with it for a double-digit win. And um, as an Ohioan, you want you want your home team to do well, and you want Cleveland to, to represent. And, um, man, I just don't know what else LeBron could have done yesterday. Uh, and, and they just couldn't get it done, which I think um, tells you how the rest of the series is going to go. I think it's going to be really hard for Coach Lou and his staff and LeBron and the guys to 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 kind of overcome this and and even try to make it competitive. Is this like the 76ers versus the Lakers back in 01, but this time they blew getting the game one? Cuz remember the 76ers were underdogs to the Lakers and they got game one and everyone was kind of shocked and everyone cuz remember that was the year the Lakers blew through the playoffs. I mean, they were undefeated to that point. And then Allen Iverson came in and I think that kind of helped his, you know, his legacy or, or for him to get that game one and step over you know, Coach Ty Lue, but this time, if the Cavs could have got the game one, and even if they probably would have lost the next four, at least they would have got some respect. But here, they blow the game, and you know, if you give Golden State too many chances, they're going to take advantage of it. Does this now? It is deflating. I mean, heck, I don't even play in the game, and I'm deflated. Like you had 51 points, it was right there on the plate for you to take, and you don't do it. Now, what's the mindset of the Cavs? Is it we still try to go play hard, but could they get swept or at least maybe five? Yeah, I mean, well, first off, weren't you in diapers when the, the 76ers Lakers series took place? I mean, that's that that's that's going way back. You must have Wikipedia that, but uh, you know, good good uh good background there for you. No, I mean, no, that's, no. that's I was, the best. I was in AFR. college. I was in college then. <laughs> no, now, maybe if you're talking about the Lakers with Dr. J and Magic Johnson, <laughs> that's I'm in diapers, but no. That, <laughs> that's, why this, the, that's why this is the most underrated show there is, man. You do your homework. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, game one is always the easiest one to surprise and to steal. You know, you got the element of surprise. You haven't played each other yet. You're coming fresh off another series. Though the coaches have scouted, the players, you know, they, they're just not ingrained with with uh, the other team yet. Um, so if you're going to steal one like like AI and his group did, you know, this was the one to do it. And if you can't win this one, man, how are you going to win game two? You know what I mean? So yeah, I would not be surprised one bit if Golden State sweeps. You know, now you can't ever bet against uh, Cleveland because they do have probably the best player in the NBA right now. And he showed that. You know, but I mean, how, you can't go out and get 50 every night. You can't go get a tri- almost a triple double 50 point game every night. So how many times can he back that up? And it still wasn't quite enough. So you know, LeBron's going to have to um, continue to perform at near near the same level, and then they're going to have to cut down on a lot of mistakes and errors. Um, uh, you know, that were unforced, if you will, from the rest of the guys. Love's going to have to stay healthy and play well. And they got to get a third guy who really has a, a big night. You know, they had some contributors, you know, J.R., Nance got nine and or whatever. A few other guys, you know, had decent games. I, I really feel like they got to find a way to, to get Kyle Korver off. I think Kyle Korver is a guy that can come in and get you 20 in, in, in a short amount of time. You know, he can get you 20 in 20 minutes. You don't got to play him 
35 to 40 minutes to have a big game. Um, and, I, and you know, when they've won big games in the past, Corver's played really well as like the third leading scorer, sometimes second. Uh, so I'd like to see him play, play him in a different role. But yeah, it's tough, man. It's just, it's just tough. Clay Thompson, I didn't think was great last night. You know, you can't expect him to have two bad games in a row. Um, so you, Cleveland really, really, really missed a golden opportunity. And it, it, it's going to be even harder to get that opportunity again. And if we're looking at the stats here, four out of the five starters for the Warriors were in pluses for the plus minuses while all the Cleveland starters were in the negatives, even LeBron James, even though he had 51 points. Actually, Kyle Korver was plus 12, but he only had three points. Right. Uh, I got to ask you this. How come J.R. Smith just didn't call the timeout? I mean, you would think, okay, I got the ball. I'll call the timeout. Why is he waiting for LeBron to call the timeout? Then people were saying Coach Lou made coaching blunders, and he didn't call the timeout. I, To be honest with you, I think the key part of the game is, and this is this what some people don't mention is, Cavs are up by two. And Steph goes one on one against J.R. Smith, and he just gets blown by. Does the ole? Lets him go down the lane. Kevin Love has to come with the help, and he fouls him, and he gets the and one, and makes the free throw to get the Cavs down by one. When even though they had the momentum, it was just like J.R. Smith just had so many blunders through the game. Not just the blunder that he did without calling the timeout or whatever the heck he was doing, but you know even the blunder at halftime. Still some momentum. Why would you go for the steal at half court knowing if you miss, Steph Curry's got the ball in his hands? I mean, it just it was just perplexing. Like, if I was LeBron, right. I would just be looking at him like I understand he wants to support his teammate in the public. But, dude, we had a game here at Oracle, and we blew it. Yeah. No, there's no doubt, man. And, you know, we all got that one friend in our group that sometimes you just look at them and wonder what's going on in their head. You know, and, and, and you can almost you can almost visualize the, the little hamster in there on the hamster wheel. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking last night, like, man. But, you know, and that's why, you know, a minute ago I was politely saying uh, I would I would prefer maybe Corver there down the stretch. And he's not much better, better of a defender, uh, but he's but he's got a good IQ and um, he really can shoot the blood out the basketball. And I think you're just going to get a little more effort. Um but, you, you know, uh, it, it's not always about the X's and O's. It's about the Johnny and Joe's. I know you've heard that. And mm-hmm. I, I just I, I just don't trust J.R. Smith um, in crucial moments in the game to be on the floor. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's the, the, the coaching decision you got to make. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's in the record books now. So now they got to find a way to, to, to respond and, and go from there. And you can always analyze the previous 47 minutes of the game. And there's probably many other, you know, reasons where they, they, you know, it wouldn't have been a one possession game in the final 10 seconds, but nonetheless, with all those veterans on the floor, you know, all year long, they, it was a bit of an Achilles heel of how old the Cavs were and how veteran they were. Okay. Well, last night that should have worked in your favor, not against you. You got all these old vets who are playoff savvy and battle tested. You got to win that game. Um, you know, enough said. So, but nonetheless, my man, I appreciate you having me on to talk about it. And uh, I got to get running here. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a great rest of the show. And thanks again for always having me. Ah, thanks so much, Darren, for ca- calling in on the show. Uh, well, how much time you got left? Just a second. What do you do next? What, what do you do next game? I mean, you, you know, I, I, it's like I said, you got to have the, a consistent effort from LeBron. You got to cut down on, on mental mistakes. 
um, and you got to get a third, um, you know, third upper double digit score, um, you know, wh- however you choose to do that. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know that I would switch as much as they switch in the final couple minutes of quarters. You know, they switch those ball screens so easily and put Durant and Curry and some bad matchups. Um, you know, if I was Cleveland, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd hedge and get through and, and work a little bit. But the NBA has become so uh, where it's like an unwritten rule. You just switch no matter what. And, I, you know, I think that takes a lot of the, the defensive scheme and game planning out of it. So that's something that I would do. But I wouldn't count on seeing it. Yeah, okay. Well, Darren, thanks so much for calling in again. And like I said, we got to give you the, the round of applause. Always giving us great information, man. Have a great day, man. All right, now. All right, man. That was Darren Cone, the coach. And uh, we'll take a – actually, uh, what we'll do is take a quick commercial break. And when we return, we'll have more of 88.3 WGTs after further review. You can always listen to our uh, podcasts, once again, on after further review on SoundCloud and iTunes, which we'll, we'll actually put up for you. So make sure you go to WGTs after further review on SoundCloud and then just after further review – on itunes or just subscribe to us or follow us you know you can follow us on the soundcloud page or the app and then just subscribe to us on itunes and every time we put up a new episode you will be notified of it once again darren comb the coach giving us some of the best insight from the nba always on the run though he even did a post-game analysis for some news network in china I got friends, I guess, in high places. Anyway, when we return, we'll have more after further review here on 88.3 WXUT.